Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. And today we got a good one. We got a part three of a series. This is the top 100 ranking series. This part of the series is going to cover 80 to 71. We're going to break down who we have here, tell you why we have them here. Definitely, as we go up, we're going to get more interesting names, more star talent, more interesting talent, young talent. So it's going to be really interesting to see who we're going to cover here in this one. So, yeah, Chris, I'm excited. Uh, so, do you want to? Uh, slide right into the link- rankings. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right. So number eighty is Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year last year. Utah Jazz man has played for a lot of teams. Uh, so yeah, Chris, what do you think about Jordan Clarkson? He's definitely one of those guys who you kind of you know after a while you kind of know what you're going to get with him. Um, I know that he's a pretty mm-hmm. decent three point shooter. He can create off the dribble. Definitely one of the a spark that you would want to come off the bench. Um, pretty decent driver of the basketball. Um, once again, don't really know the stats, but I do know he's a great creator of the dribble. He did spend some time with the Cavs for a little bit. Leaves a lot to be desired. Leaves a lot to be desired with that. He did was initially drafted by the um, Lakers. Did mm-hmm. have a pretty decent time with them there while they still have the young core before it got broken up. Um, to make room for LeBron James. And now he's on the Utah Jazz, so um, I feel like maybe he's found home there. Hopefully he has. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. This guy is definitely uh, a star in his role. Uh, sixth man, shot creator off the bench. He scored 18.4 points per game last year, 2.5 assists, uh, four rebounds, shot. 90% for the free throw line, which is ridiculous. 34.7% yeah. from the three-point line. So that's the statistical numbers. But, yeah, he's a very good spark plug off the bench, can create off the dribble, good three-point shooter, can create for others. I think also it's a great fit for Utah because their offense, as we all know, is ran through Donovan Mitchell. So they have a extremely high-level guy that can – Kind of replicate that a little bit, you know. Nobody's, you know, he's not Donovan Mitchell, but you know, in a general sense, you have the guy with the ball in the hand. And that's what the role of the offense. So it makes sense that when Donovan Mitchell's off the court, that this guy's in here. So, and when Donovan Mitchell is on the court, it's another guy who can shot create. So, yeah, he has a really good role. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? Uh, no. All right, so we're going to cook it into the start of the 70s. 79, Tyrese Halliburton. Now, this guy is special. Sacramento Kings was played at Iowa State. Um, I think he was in the all-rookie first team or second team. Uh, really special talent. What do you think about Tyrese Halliburton, Chris? <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, uh, definitely playing with the Sacramento Kings. Definitely... Um... One of their bright stars that they have, besides uh, Davion Mitchell and a few others, um, definitely we're seeing how he was pairing well with De'Aaron Fox, so it might seek to move a little bit away from Buddy Hill a little bit um, and just maybe mm-hmm. go in with just that duo, try that duo, see what they can create. 
Um, definitely excited to see what he can turn into, what he can create next year. I know that he's a he was a pretty solid player, and he's, this was another year under his belt, or so we'll maybe we'll see him take that leap. Yeah, he had a really great season, scoring 13 points per game, shooting 40% from the three-point line. That's ridiculous as a rookie. Um, 85% from the free throw line, uh, 1.3 seals. So it's not that bad defensively. Six foot five. Uh, so this guy came out of the draft as a, he also averaged five assists last year. So he came out of his draft as a point guard. He played point guard in college. Uh, but his ability to hit off-balance shots from three-point line, to hit shots with deep range behind the three-point line, to kind of create off the dribble from the three-point line, run off ball screens from the three-point line, makes sense with De'Aaron Fox, right? Because De'Aaron Fox is super special getting to the basket. So this is a really good pairing. This guy is really special. Uh, also gives him a secondary ball handler. You know, the whole Davion Mitchell thing, don't even get me started because I'm literally three-point cards what are you thinking but you know this it's a good pairing he's a great player i've i liked him even in college so yeah tyrus halliburton is deserving of the 79th ranking he has a bright future for the sacramento kings they definitely did a good job drafting him yeah all right so we're gonna head to number 78 here so we're gonna be talking about Bodon Bodanovich. So there's a few Bodanovich in the NBA. So we're talking about the Utah Jazz's Bodanovich. Chris, what do you think about him? That's another solid three-point shooter, another solid three and D kind of player. Um, I know that he can create a little bit off the dribble. Um, definitely one of those. How do I put this? I know that he was. Um, he's definitely an integral part of that team. Like I said, he's he, the Utah Jazz have a lot of people who like you already know exactly what they're going to be because they're kind of a little bit mm-hmm. older um so he's already basically hit that point where you you know what you're going to get out of Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich so mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think he just fits well into that system you know just you know creating scoring they have a good system um just you can't execute yeah I agree with you. This guy's a really solid small forward. He's averaged 17 points per game last year. He's 31, uh, shooting 39% from the three-point line. He and 87% from the free throw line. So he doesn't offer much defensively, just like Joe Ingles, but he does have more game than Joe Ingles, more mid-range scoring, more scoring punch in general. So that's why we have him a little high on this wrist list. And yeah, he's a good role player. Uh, he, if so, you were like, hey, we're going to make a super team. He'd be a nice four. Um, yeah. But he's a really solid player, man. He's he's really good NBA player, solid, deserving of 78, Chris. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? No. All right. So we're going to kick it to number 77. This is a staple of the Brooklyn Nets here. This is a man that was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers from Virginia University, Joe Harris. What do you think about Joe Harris here at 76? Joe Harris. I mean, wow. 77. Um, especially, for, especially for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, at first, I was like, yeah. I remember Joe Harris was winning the, I mean, won the, uh, I mean, was not, did he win? I think he did win. He won the three-point three shooting contest that one year. Yes. Yeah, three-point shootout. Definitely showed his range there and what he could actually do. Yeah, that's crazy. And now he's like reached another role where he's actually can be a integral role player on a championship, possibly on a championship caliber team. I mean, we're seeing 
different side of Joe Harris right now. Like now he's coming off the the pin down screens like Steph Curry does and trying to, you know, coming around and kind of turn into like maybe a clay like player. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely uh, becoming, uh, definitely being an integral part of that high powered, high octane offense, you know, just up and down the court, knocking down threes, hitting shots at a high clip, and just keeping the pressure on the defense. Yeah, I agree with this guy that has a really good role in the NBA. He's uh be thirty years thirty years old next year, which is crazy. Uh shot forty seven point five percent for the three point line. And <laughs> shooting like six point four threes a game. That's ridiculous. Uh fourteen point one points per game is his average. He doesn't bring much with anything else rebounding assists. Defensively, you know, he's a good free throw shooter, of course, but it's he's a phenomenal three point shooter, and he's a great answer on that team. Of all right, we have three shot creators, and just every time you help off, we're sh- passing to Joe Harris, right? So he's special off ball, and you're right, he does run some Clay Thompson like off ball screen sometimes. So I think it has a really good role here for them, and yeah. So what do you th- anything have anything else on him, Chris? Um, no, I don't have anything else. All right, so then we're going to kick it to the number 76 player, one of on my second favorite team in the whole NBA, DeAndre Hunter. Chris, what do you think about DeAndre Hunter here at 76? Definitely was one of those integral key parts of the um, – integral and key is the same thing. One of those integral parts of the um, Atlanta Hawks being able to make that playoff run they did. Um, even though he did get hurt, hurt, you know, like fairly early in the playoffs. I don't think he played in the playoffs actually. He did get no, hurt. No, it did not. Yeah, he got hurt. I think he played like a few games. Yeah, he definitely got uh, he got hurt. Um, he was showing flashes before he got hurt. That's what I was meaning to say. Yeah, he was showing flashes of you know mm-hmm. what he could become, being able to create off the dribble. Um, definitely have this. Um, Atlanta's been doing really well picking these young, this picking this young talent in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. that they can build around in the future. So it definitely has a high potential. Can't wait to see what he looks like once he comes back for in, from injury, hopefully next season. Um, and then we get to see a little bit more to have more of a uh, base to go on. Yeah. This guy's a really good six foot eight uh, shot creator, finisher around the rim. Averaged 15 points per game last year. Had a stretch where he was averaging like 18 before he got hurt. So that's even more... Uh, like a shining, like a good, great staff for him. Yeah. So six foot eight, highly physical guy, gonna get to the rim and finish. Shot eighty five percent from the three throw line. Shot thirty two point six percent from the three. But I wouldn't throw up uh, red flags there because the year before he shot thirty five percent. So this this guy's a full rounded, phenomenal defender, attacker of the basket. He has the potential to become. Um, I I'd say his upside is a borderline all star because he's he's very athletic. So he's still so young. He's only gonna be twenty four next season. So that's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, he's he's special, Chris. Yeah, so he's definitely deserving of seventy six. Do you have anything else you want to say about DeAndre Hunter? Nah, that's your guy. <laughs> back to back Virginia guys. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, here at 75, we have everybody's favorite player. Well, your Hooper's favorite player, Lou Will. Uh, 
Mm. Lou Will here at 75. What do you think about Lou Will? Definitely one of those other players where you know what you're kind of going to get it from him. He's definitely been a solid six man throughout his career, but he's also one of those players who could, if he was given the opportunity to start, we probably could see him take a step that we, I mean, like he's dropping like 30 points off the bench. He definitely could start on, mm-hmm. a, on a championship team, um, be, be key in, in that type of development. Um, so I know Lou Will is probably on the Atlanta Hawks, I believe still. They haven't gotten rid of him. Yeah. So, I hey, think so, yeah. Definitely giving the sparkle to the bench. Definitely seeing some good things from him, especially when he got a chance to step into that starting role when Trey Young went out for that game. And he also, I think mm-hmm. he dropped 30 points that game and led him to a victory. So, definitely has, I mean, even though he's still kind of sort of young, but he's been in the league for a little bit, um, he, he still has that potential to, if they, he was given the chance, because they're getting him for cheap right now. If he was given mm-hmm. the chance, he could start on a on a good team. Yeah, he's going to be 35 next season, so he's sadly this is the end, getting to near the end. Uh, yeah, average 10 points per game last year, chilling around 3.4 assists, three point percentage was at 44%, which is absolutely insane. Free throw percentage at 87%. Basically, what this guy was, I wouldn't like hate on his stats because he's behind Trey Young. Yeah. Right? Like the Atlanta Hawks are not the Los Angeles Clippers where they have a desolate island of point guards so desperate that, that they trade all their point guards for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Um the Atlanta Hawks have an all star, an all NBA guard. So and Trey Young. So the, he's a star in his role, a bucket getter all day, every day. He's a guy you any court in the world, you you're like, Oh, let's go draft somebody, you would think about Lou Will. Like he is ridiculous. So yeah, Lou Will here is definitely deserving. Do you have anything else you want to say about this guy? No. I think it speaks for himself. Yeah, that's facts. Great career. Yeah. Honestly, what do you think? Hall of Famer? Mm. If he doesn't, it's just because how underrated he is. You know what makes me weird? feel weird about the Hall of Fame? What? If Dennis Rodman can get in the Hall of Fame basically because of rings and rebounds, how can't Lou Will get in there? Yeah, that'd be weird. But it's possible. Like, I mean, because... For one, he's never been on a championship caliber. I mean, he's never been on a championship team that won a championship. Uh-huh. And then, like, he's been a six-man his entire life. I mean, Hondo is the only exception to that six-man rule because, like, he was on a championship team. He won several championships with mm-hmm. the Celtics. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't – I mean, unless he can sneak on the Lakers at the end of the season or something like that and get a ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're switching to the Lakers now? Yeah. Switching to the Lakers. Going back, going back home. Going back to the Lakers. Yes, sir. We'll love to hear it. All right. So, yeah, the next player on the list here is at 74 is James Wiseman. Really special center prospect for the Golden State Warriors. Number two pack pick in the last year's draft. So, this guy got hurt during the season. He's still ridiculous. Seven-footer. What do you think about this guy? Yeah, definitely a seven-footer. Ridiculous. Um, He was showing flashes last year before he got hurt um showing that he was an athletic center who could possibly mm-hmm. you know and he's, he's in the best situation right now because you're he's learning right now for Draymond Green so now he's he's gonna tap into a, another level that um, probably wasn't 
probably wasn't possible. You know, Draymond Green has a defensive mindset. He's not too much offensive, but getting, I mean, being even part, I mean, partially what Draymond is defensively is a win for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy has a, his potential legitimately is top three center in the league. Like it's, he's a rare, it's rare to find somebody with that much athleticism, that much feel for creating off the dribble, spacing and shooting and that size. Like, I know I don't like, I don't like the bring up things to bash on people, but when I, you remember pre-draft, I was talking about, Hey, Evan Mobley doesn't have the frame of a guy who's going to put on a lot of weight and dominate inside. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman is not that kind of human. Like, James Wiseman is built like, oh, geez, who is he built like? I mean, maybe DeMarcus Cousins coming out of, no, he's, he's, he's thinner, but still has a lot of muscle. Cat? Man. Yes, Cat's great. Cat's perfect. He is like Cat physically. Like, that's rare. And then he's showing flashes of shooting. He shot 31 Point six percent from the three point line. Wow! As a rookie, that's ridiculous, right? That's flashes, right? You got a whole off season of being hurt to work on his game, and I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. It's scary because if if he could unlock his defensive upside, they are gonna be tough defensively next year. So yeah, uh, he was averaging eleven point five points. 5.8 rebounds last year. Yeah, he would definitely seem like the scheme and everything was too much for him at first. He needed to play a lot of games to kind of get gelled. But I think next year, going into his second year with the Golden State Warriors, I think he's going to there. He's gonna really start flashing and be like, whoa, the Warriors are going to be like, whoa. So, yeah, yeah, they have a great team here. They, they draft like the Warriors – uh, I know we talk about Dever being in the draft, but the Warriors got to be top three yeah. greatest drafters in, in the league because they, they they destroy that thing. So, yeah, Chris, we have James Wiseman here at 74. At 73, we have a former slam dunk, no, not champion, runner-up, former Orlando Magic, and currently on Chris's favorite team in the NBA, Aaron Gordon. What do you think about it, Chris? Um, I know that as a dunker, he's unparalleled. Um, but as a player, he does offer a little bit that, you know, that leads, I mean, that wants to be desired by a team. Um, I mean, like, he's not the greatest three-point shooter, but he is very athletic, so he's going to be driving to the basket. He's going to be a spark. He's definitely going to give you a lot of enthusiasm and um, a lot of energy. And that's really what, you know, not what the Nuggets are lacking, but what they can use, you know, with Jeremy Grant not no longer mm-hmm. giving the energy off the bench, being a, being a spark, you have Aaron Gordon there, even though he's not the player that Jeremy Grant is, he still gives you energy. He can rile up a crowd, get you going, you know, give you a give you a few points and get I and mean, get your blood pumping again. Yeah, he averaged ten points per game last year. Uh, well. He averaged 14 with Orlando and 10 with Denver. Basically, all of his stats went down except free throw percentage after going to Denver. Um, He played four less minutes. Um, Three-point percentage went down drastically, too, 37.5% to 26. Like That's egregious. Yeah. So um, hopefully he can get back to Orlando numbers. He's a great lob threat and rim threat, so that kind of – is like the nice little parallel with Jokic um, because 
you you can run a lot of off ball cuts with him trying to get to the rim and Jokic can be a great lob passer. Mm-hmm. So this is a really good fit for this team. Uh, he is a really solid mid range shooter. It seems like he's had potential for a while to develop as a scorer, but it seems like he just hasn't been able to grasp it. So he's been chilling as a solid role guy. So it's, he's still young. He's 25, could be 26 next season. So he has room to grow. We'll see what happens next year, but He's a solid role guy on a really good team at this point in time. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? No. Oh, he got snubbed at the dunk contest. He definitely should have won both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. He was losing his mind. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to kick it here to number 72. Another Virginia guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, another Virginia guy. Three guys in the 70s. Uh, Indiana Pacer, former Milwaukee Buck. I'm pretty certain he also won Rookie of the Year. Malcolm Brogdon. What do you think about Malcolm Brogdon? Oh, yeah, he's definitely one of the... I liked him with the Bucks. Um, haven't really watched him much with the Pacers, so I'll talk about the Bucks, Brogdon. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely kind of kind of like a taller guard, but he was able to... Um, he fit really well in there. He can create the dribble. You know, had a pretty decent assist numbers. Um, solid, solid shooting game, mid range. Not really too much three pointing. Um, but he's a leader. That that's that's his that's his um his main characteristic for me is that he was a leader. He was able, he's able to lead teams. So um, that's what I was looking for on the Indiana Pacers. I mean, like they did go pretty far. I think he did get injured last year though. Yeah, he only played fifty six games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Oh, I thought you were done. Keep yeah, it going. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a really great season. Uh, twenty-one point two points. We all know he's a great defender. Six foot five, really athletic. Gets into people. Eighty-six percent from the three-point line, free throw line, and shooting thirty-eight point eight percent from the three-point line. Really efficient. Uh, also five point nine assists. So this guy is a really good pick and roll guy. Solid three and D can be, make all the right moves, create off the dribble a little bit. So he's developing to a really solid player. Uh, statistically, had a great season last year. It, you know, it could be an also an upgrade in minutes. He got 35, 34.5 minutes per game last year. So that's really great for him. So, yeah, this guy's a really good, solid player on a team that tries to make it to the playoffs every year. So, yeah, that's why we have Malcolm Brogdon here at 72. Are you ready to kick it to 71? Yeah. So this is a extremely high-level defender and also king of flops, Marcus Smart. What do you think about him? Oh, man, he's so scrappy. <laughs> Definitely, he mm-hmm. just got paid. I think he's got $7.7 million in a, a four-year extension mm-hmm. or something like that. So still some decent money, still getting him pretty cheap. Uh, this is definitely your – he's a glue guy. He's a guy that you want on your team yeah. who's going to stick around. You're going to be able to pay him a little bit, and he's going to give you the same thing virtually every night. He's going to yeah. defend at a high level. He's going <laughs> to lead the league in flops. Mm-hmm. That's facts. And he's also kind of developing three-point shot right now, too. So he's also going to be kind of – he's going he's developing into a scoring threat. He's still fairly young, so he still has time to do that. Um, but his main characteristic mm-hmm. is his defense right now. And that's, what's his, that's, his, that's his gold star right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's chilling at 13.1 points per game. Otherworldly defender, five point seven assists. Jeez, 
Uh, 79% for the free for free throw line, 33% for the three point line. And another interesting thing for him next year is he'll probably be their starting point guard. Mm. Um, so and it's him or Dennis Schroeder. Um, and Dennis Schroeder's kind of always been a six man. I, it's going to be a battle in Boston yeah. for them to choose. I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Marcus Smart here. Uh, he's going to be 27 next year, so he could still grow a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's given point guard full minutes that if he pushes 15 points per game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the kind of player he can be. So he's a great defender. He doesn't really need the ball that much. Uh, and so he's a great fit next to Boston, brings them a defensive element, and lets Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do the killing on that team offensively. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about Marcus Smart? No, I think I say he led the league in flops. No, you're fine. Yes. <laughs> he did harder, like, neck and neck for that award. <laughs> oh, you taking a shot at the end of the podcast? Come on, man. Oh, all I know is James Harden's better than Dwayne Boyd. Okay, so that's the end of our podcast today. We got from 80 to 71. This this is the end of our part three of this ranking. We're going to be giving you guys more, uh, 10 guys at a time, give you guys some good lists. Hope you guys can debate with your friends who you guys think is the top 100 players in the NBA. So you guys can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. So, yeah, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Out. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.